Witch Next Door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Well, 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 hello, beautiful human. Welcome to that witch podcast. Happy Monday, happy Moon Day. Welcome to another episode of Moonday Musings. I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door, and I'm going to be your cosmic guide for the week. So I was taking a look at the transits for the week, and I was inspired to do an episode about the planetary essential dignities, which I'll explain in just a moment, because we have two planets moving into their home signs this week. Mars will be moving into Aries tomorrow. May 24th, uh, 5.17 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then, or I guess we're in Mountain Daylight Time, sorry. Um, And then Venus moves into Taurus, her home sign, at 8.46 a.m. on Saturday, May 28th. So I saw both of these. We've talked a little bit about home sign rulers. And uh, I thought this was a great opportunity to chat about these a little bit, especially because it's funny because of the way the calendar month works. Almost every, like every single Moonday Musings episode, I have a moon phase to talk about, either the new moon, one of the quarter moons, or the full moon. And, um, there is none this week. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the last quarter moon in Pisces that just took place yesterday, Sunday, the 22nd. And then the new moon in Gemini is not until next moon day on the 29th. So when you're taking a look at my little astro calendar for the week, uh, we have what feels like a little bit of an in-between. And when I look at these two planets moving into their home signs, I was like, ah, this is a perfect time to talk about essential dignities. So. A good resource that I enjoy um, as a as a jumping off point. You don't need to take everything like crazy seriously. We're still being. <clears throat> let's see who's maintaining it. Oh no, this should be pretty. This should still be a good resource. So you can use Astro Wiki. Okay, so this is Wikipedia technically, but it is maintained by Astro.com. And astro.com is a wonderful and very accurate astrology resource. So actually, you don't need to take as much of this with a grain of salt as I thought um, of this resource. Um, I will link the particular articles that I'm looking at because they're just, they're really brief and really concise and really, really helpful. Um, but like I said, a good jumping off point if you want to read in more depth about uh, any of these. But according to Astro Wiki, um in traditional astrology planets have essential dignity if they are in the sign of their rulership or domicile or if they're in their sign okay so it essentially refers to um how how the sign or sorry how the planet operates in that sign because as we've gone through, especially if you did the listen to the applicable astrology series, we know that because these planets 
rule these signs and because of just different similarities and overlaps in their characteristics and traits of their archetypes, you know, you can take a look at some signs that maybe aren't ruled by a certain planet, but you could look at that and go, oh, you know, based on what I know about um, Aries, based on what I know about the sun, I could see the sun doing pretty damn well in the sign of Aries, right? That's kind of what these essential dignities are. Um, and so the sun, in fact, is in exaltation. It's exaltation stage when it's in the sign of Aries. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to be going over four categories here today. Really, really briefly, this is still a Moon Day episode. I still want it to be a bite-sized for you. Um, I want this to be tip of the iceberg that we can explore more together in that witch school. Um, but we're going to be going over the four categories here, okay? The planet's domicile or rulership, that planet's detriment, that planet's exaltation, and that planet's fall. Um, but first, I want to give you a brief understanding of what each of those are. So a planet is considered to be in its domicile or rulership when it is in the sign that it rules, okay? So we also, you've heard me say it means that this planet's coming home, right? The home sign. Uh, this just means for the sun, for example, when the sun moves into the sign of Leo, because the sun rules Leo, it's in its domicile or its rulership or its home sign, okay? When a planet is in its domicile or rulership, it is really comfy. It's like getting home, like getting home for the day. You take your shoes off, you take whatever mask off you've been having to wear for the day, you let it all go, you get nice and comfy, okay? This is where you theoretically feel the most authentic to yourself. And that's what um, it means for a planet. A planet should be um, behaving at, in its most natural and authentic state in its domicile or rulership. A planet's detriment is opposite the domicile. So whatever sign is opposite, literally 180 degrees away. So in our first example for the sun, the sun is in its domicile in Leo. And the sign that is exactly opposite Leo is Aquarius. This means that the sun is in detriment when it is in the sign of Aquarius. Now, Please, as we go through these, try not to get too caught up on our human judgments and connotations of these words, okay? Remember, through all of our Moon Day Musings episodes, through the easy aspects and the harder aspects, right? Um, the universe always has our back. The universe always wants us to survive and thrive. Um, and so these each serve their own purpose. So when a, when a planet is in its detriment, when it's in that, um, opposing sign of its home sign or its domicile, uh, it's going to, uh, it's going to modify the way that that planet operates because it is in unfamiliar territory. It's first of all, it's literally as far away from home as it can possibly be. So I want to point that out when you're visually looking at the chart, it's physically as far away as it can possibly be. It's 180 degrees away from its home. Um, it might feel a bit out of place. Uh, it might feel like its natural strengths aren't operating with the same efficiency or effectiveness 
as it it can in other signs and and as it does in its home sign. Okay, um, again, it doesn't mean that oh well we're well we're fucked when the sun goes into Aquarius. <laughs> no, it does mean that there might be a bit more challenge there. The way I've always interpreted it for clients during readings is that um, that planet in this. A particular stage, whenever, whether it's in a birth chart you're looking at or we're looking at seasons um, throughout the year, the calendar year, um, <clears throat> that planet is uh, meant to be looking at things through a very different perspective in this life um, or during this time. That planet is supposed to be walking in someone else's shoes. Does that make sense? That is how I've always seen this. It is supposed to be looking at things from the opposite point of view, from the opposing side of view. Uh, can you start to understand why maybe these uh, essential dignities are each serve their own unique and sacred purpose? Um, we are not supposed to be at home all the time. We're not supposed to feel comfy all the time. And we're not supposed to feel like we're in familiar surroundings all the time. We're very much supposed to experience times of discomfort. We're supposed to experience times of distress, of feeling like we're not the expert, like like we're the newbie, like we're the little baby student and everyone around us feels like the expert. Everyone around us feels like they're in their groove and we are not. That is a lot of what a planet's detriment can feel like and what it it's supposed to represent in our in our life paths, okay? Then um, uh, we have the exaltation and the fall signs. So a planet is in the sign of its exaltation um, in a sign that we would say it's very well suited in. Okay, this is, again, we're taking a look at AstroWiki. Um, it is a sign that possesses similar qualities to that planet in question, like I said. So a planet is in fall when it is in the opposing sign of the exaltation sign, okay? So the essential dignities really are um, mainly the domicile and the exaltation. The detriment and the fall is just the opposing sign of those essential dignities. Um, okay, so for exaltation, uh, the difference in uh, what this looks like compared to being in its domicile or rulership when we get home, we get comfy, right? But we know home, you know, home, we're not necessarily treated any any more special in our home. Our home is used to us being there. We're used to being at home. It's very comfy, comfortable. Exaltation is like being treated like a grand guest of honor. You are treated like royalty and and uh, served hand and foot. You, because of all this, you can operate at the highest possible efficiency. You're operating on on even more capacity than you or you have more capacity than you normally do because you're being so rejuvenated, so recharged, so refueled. Um, by all of this extra service around you, by this really regal treatment. That's what an exaltation phase is. It's not necessarily, I mean, I'm sure it feels comfortable. It feels nice more than anything. It's like, 
huh, this is time of, this is time of reward. This is when I'm like on my game and then some. This is when I'm just hitting it left and right, catching them, right? Like hitting those reflexes. That's what I think of like when we're in exaltation. I guess my my mercury takes over when I explain exaltation, which is so ironic. Um, I think that uh, exaltation are these periods of, of high natural harmonious efficiency. Um, we, we hardly even have to try to be operating at top quality, if you will. Um, the opposing sign of the exaltation, the sign of the fall, this can, um, be a really, really uncomfortable place for that planet. Um, in some ways, um, I don't necessarily want to say more because I don't want to measure these things linearly from one another. Um, I don't want to say that fall is more challenging than detriment, but in general, in astrology, it kind of is considered that way. Um, it, to me, quite honestly, it's just a very different kind of discomfort. Um, and I actually think it depends on the person. I think that everyone would choose different types of comfort and discomfort from one another. If you had to choose between two different kinds of stressful or uncomfortable situations, multiple people will, you know, they'll choose different different answers from, from one another. So I don't know that necessarily a planet being in its sign of fall is is more difficult than in its detriment, but it is a difficult time. I will say that when I look at this in a chart, I, I see this as your higher self or universe spirit, depending on if we're looking at a natal chart or transits for the collective chart. Um, I look at it as a lesson or an area where you're not meant to have all the answers. You're not meant to be operating in that easy, natural, high efficiency. The information is not supposed to come the the easy and smooth way in that lesson, in that event, in that, that area for you. Based on whatever your individual or our, you know, at that time, the collective soul path looks like, we're supposed to be learning things the hard way, if you will. Again, it's a part of the human experience. I'm not saying it's the the bright and shiny part. You don't have to love it by any means. Um, it's totally okay to to feel frustrated with that that part of the experience. Uh, but it but do know that <clears throat> it is part of part of the deal. So uh, I want to go through really quickly this chart with you in case you want to take notes, um, or in case you hear any of your placements or just placements, maybe someone, you know, has one of these, maybe it might strike inspiration for you, but know that this is linked in the show notes below for everybody, uh, so that you can take a look at the chart for yourself and, uh, you could even bookmark this and use it as a reference point for yourself. So we're going to start with the moon. No, we're not. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
I looked right at the word sun and said moon. That was really funny. We're going to start with the sun, then the moon, uh, go through the personal and end with the outer planets, okay? So for the sun, the sun is in its domicile or rulership in the sign of Leo. That is where the sun rules, which means that the sun is in its detriment, like we said, in the opposing sign of Aquarius. The sun is exalted in the sign of Aries makes a lot of sense. And that means that it is in its fall in the opposite sign of Libra. Next, we're going to look at the energy of the moon. So this planetary body is in its rulership in the sign of Cancer, which means it's in its detriment in the opposing sign of Capricorn. We consider the moon to be in exaltation in Taurus, which means that it's considered to be in its fall in the sign of Scorpio. Mercury uh, does not have an exaltation or a fall, according to AstroWiki. So uh, Mercury is in its home and domicile in both of its signs, Gemini and Virgo, which means that Jupiter is in its detriment in the opposing signs of Sagittarius and Pisces. Venus. Uh, Venus is in her rulership in Taurus, which means that Venus energy is considered to be in its detriment in the sign of Scorpio. Venus is exalted in the sign of Pisces, which means Venus is considered to be in its fall in the sign of Virgo. Now, Venus is uh, uh, also co-rules um, or double rules, so rules Libra and uh, means that Venus is also to be considered in its detriment when it's in the sign of Aries. So it's just coming uh, out of its detriment when it enters into the sign of Taurus later this week. Mars is considered to be at home in both Aries, and Scorpio, which means that Mars is therefore in its detriment in the opposing signs Aries and, sorry, 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 sorry. I looked, <laughs> my eyes did the silly thing. Uh, Mars is in detriment in the opposing signs of Libra and Taurus. Now, Mars is in exaltation in Capricorn. I find that really fascinating. And that means that Mars is considered to be in its fall when it's in the opposing sign of Cancer. Jupiter, also another double ruler. Jupiter rules both Sagittarius and Pisces, which means that uh, it's in its detriment in the opposing signs of Gemini and Virgo. Uh, Jupiter is considered to be in its exaltation stage when it's in the sign of Cancer. thought that was really beautiful. And in the sign of its fall in the opposing sign of Capricorn. So notice that Jupiter's exaltation and fall signs uh, are opposite of Mars. I just thought that was interesting. Saturn is the next one. And Saturn is considered uh, in domicile rulership moves into its home sign when it's in both the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. That means that Saturn is then 
considered in its detriment in Cancer and Leo, those opposing signs. Uh, Saturn is considered to be an exaltation in the sign of Libra. Makes tons of sense to me. And that means that it is considered in fall in the opposing sign of Aries. Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. So its domicile sign is Aquarius, which means that it's detriment, uh, similar to Saturn, right? Um, because they both rule Aquarius. Uh, Uranus is in detriment in the opposing sign of Leo. It is considered to be in its exaltation in the sign of Scorpio. Tons of, that just makes so many connections. It makes so much sense uh, because of the change and transformation of Uranus and Scorpio. And then uh, Uranus is considered, therefore, to be in its fall in the opposing sign of Taurus. Also makes so much sense. Taurus doesn't do wondrous change. <laughs> uh, Neptune, almost there. Get into the super outer planets here. Uh, Neptune is in its domicile in the home sign of Pisces, which means that Neptune is considered to be in its fall in the sign of Virgo. And, or sorry, in its detriment in the sign of Virgo. And then Neptune is in its exaltation in the sign of Cancer and considered to be in uh, its fall in the opposing sign of Capricorn. This is a lot of people listening to this show has uh, Neptune in Capricorn. It's an outer generational planet. Uh, so lots and lots of millennials and and people who were born under Neptune in Capricorn, myself included. If that's something that you want to talk about in that witch school, let me know. Drop it in the after show chat here. Um, Pluto is our final planet and it is considered to be in its domicile or its rulership in Scorpio, which means it's considered to be in detriment in Taurus. And then Pluto is considered to be in exaltation when it's in the sign of Leo. And that means it's in its fall in the opposing sign of Aquarius. So this is just super interesting, super fascinating to me. You know that I love looking at the planets through different scopes and essential dignities is one of those super fun uh, scopes. So um, use this as a jumping off point. Okay. We went a little bit over for this moon day. Thank you for your time today. Um, don't forget to check out this resource bookmark it, uh, save it so you can use it as a reference point. But I hope that this sparked some, um, intriguing inspiration for you to dig into some of these. Remember the universe is on your side. The universe has your back. Don't panic and freak out. If you have a planet in detriment or fall, peel into and dig into those layers and figure out what it means for you. All right, everybody, I'm here for you. Thank you so, so much again for your time here with me today. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Have fun, stay safe, and stay magical out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Moonday Musings. If you like what you heard here today, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show, That Witch Podcast. I put out a total, including Moonday Musings, of three episodes every single week. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share online, on social media, or share with friends that you think would enjoy it as well. And make sure you head over to Apple and Spotify, where you can also leave a five-star review. Make sure you are subscribed to my email list for more astro forecast, cosmic tips, and witchy inspiration. 
Visit thatwitchnextdoor.com for more info. Thanks, everyone. 